I'm going to uh, rehash your old ideas. Yeah, which is quite fitting, really, isn't it? So, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Well, I um, do you remember I used AI a couple of weeks ago for our <laughs> yeah. weather. Thing. Yeah, you're not you're not still using, are you? Um, well, I, I, it's a habit. It's hard to kick. So this is what I did yeah. first originally because we were going to record this a couple of weeks ago. Um, initially, I asked AI what the Popcorn Bucket podcast with Ben and Rob was. And the reply was, I'm sorry, but as a language model, I don't have real-time access to the latest updates or current events. My knowledge cut off in 2021. I don't have any information about a pop- podcast called Popcorn Bucket, hosted by Ben and Rob. There might be many Ooh. podcasts with similar names. So can you provide me with more specific details? So I said, what can you tell me about the Popcorn Bucket podcast? And he said, the Popcorn Bucket is a movie review podcast where hosts Ben and Rob discuss and review various movies. The podcast features casual conversational discussions about films with a focus on the host's personal opinions and experiences. In each episode, they select a movie to review and share their thoughts on the story, characters, cinematography, music and other aspects of the film. The podcast also features guest appearances from time to time with other movie enthusiasts (laughs) sharing their perspectives on the films being discussed. I suppose your mum has cut in a few times, hasn't she? Or pod dog? Uh, or yeah, pod dog mostly. Pod dog is the most uh, regular guest. I've had my niece appear, guest appear yeah. on one of them. Yeah, the film film loving guests, I guess. <laughs> the hosts are known for their humour and their ability to provide insightful commentary on movies while keeping the tone light and engaging. The podcast has been around since at least 2016 and has covered a wide variety of movies from from different <laughs> genres and time periods. It has a dedicated following of listeners who appreciate their hosts' lively discussions and entertaining banter. Really went off the rails, didn't it? I mean, we've talked about it since at least 2016. Yes, it's true. Hosts known for their humour, are we? <sighs> <laughs> I think I think if the answer is a... <sighs> then no is the answer. Well, it's it's got some facts, right? Yeah, we are a podcast. That does seem like complete guesswork, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what AI does, and I think that's what's that's what the problem is. I think that's what a lot of people are going to find out when they're getting ChatGPT to do their homework or something like that. It's just going to guess, and it sounds convincing. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't think the the, the rise of Skynet is uh, is imminent. It's still kind of a little bit creepy. It's amazing. It is amazing, yeah. but it it's it's got that creep factor to it as well. So are you. Much like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I am this podcast. I built this podcast. Do you know how much I sacrificed? Are you going to bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys were that. Don't fail me again. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises and film nonsense. This week is a franchise fatigue episode. We should take a franchise and look at the high points, the low points and everything in between to sort the perfect pus of popcorn from the sad stale bits at the bottom of the bucket. This week, we once again, once again, once again, once again, once again, once again, go back further in time to the Wizarding World as we look at the Fantastic Beasts part of the Wizarding World, and we're going to review all of them, even if my review of the last film is three words long. Wow. Now, you may remember, at the end of the last episode of this, previously, 
I suggested that um, you could have a wizard-themed hip-hop song called Fantastic Beats and Where to Rhyme Them. So you could release a hip-hop album called Fantastic Beats and Where to Rhyme Them. <laughs> oh, God, tell me you didn't write a song. No, I didn't. I went to my friend, ChatGPT. Oh, no. Oh, God, this is going to hurt. Go on. Please can you write a hip-hop song about the wizarding world called Fantastic Beats and Where to Rhyme Them? Do you want to hear it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, every, every instinct in my brain is saying no, but morbid curiosity is running out at the moment. Please. I'll do the first verse. I'll read the first verse in my voice rather than, you know, in a hip-hop style Okay. And the chorus. I'm a wizard in the world of magic. Hogwarts is where I learned to cast it. With my wand, I create spells so fantastic. Got the whole wizarding world buzzing like a static. Then chorus, fantastic beats and where to rhyme them. In the wizarding world, it's all about timing. From Hogwarts to Gringotts, we keep climbing. Magical rhymes, we keep shining. Do you want to carry on? Yeah, you may as well do the whole thing. Got my broomstick, I'm soaring through the skies. Quidditch <laughs> is the game, I never compromise. With my team, we never compromise. We win every match, we never compromise. I think I got stuck <laughs> in a loop there. The chorus. Got my invisibility cloak, I'm a ghost. Sneaking around, never seen, never boast. With my friends, we never coast. We explore the wizarding world, we never coast. Then chorus. Dumbledore's army, we stand tall. Fighting against the dark, we never fall. With our courage, we never stall. We protect the wizarding world, we never stall. Then the chorus, and then the outro. In the wizarding world, it's all about magic. From the spells we cast to the beasts we imagine. With our wands, we create the fantastic. Our rhymes and beats, forever iconic. I then asked it if it could make a version with curse words. And it said, I'm sorry but I cannot generate inappropriate or offensive content that contains curse words or explicit language. I know, that's why I haven't used it as much. Because, uh, I mean, sure. I mean, did you did you specifically say make it as Caucasian as possible? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the topic is fairly... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it sort of, sort of selects itself, doesn't it? I asked it to create an entire album. This was given me... <laughs> Eight tracks. Please, no more. <laughs> Go on. Get the, the track names, please. It's, it gave descriptions as well. The Sorting Hat, a song about the magical hat that assigns students their respective Hogwarts houses, exploring themes of identity and belonging. Quidditch <laughs> Champions, a high-energy anthem about the beloved wizarding sport of Quidditch, celebrating the thrill of victory in the camaraderie of team sports. Muggles Can't See, a song that delves into the divide between the Wizard and Muggle worlds, examining the challenges of living in two separate realities. Hogwarts Express, a nostalgic track that captures the excitement of boarding the Hogwarts Express and journeying to the Wizarding School for the first time. Azkaban Blues, a, mood, mm. a moody bluesy song that tells the story <laughs> of life in the Wizarding <laughs> Prison of Azkaban, exploring themes of isolation and despair. Dueling Wizards, a rap battle style track that pits two powerful wizards against each other in a lyrical showdown. Dark Arts, a haunting atmospheric song that delves into the taboo world of the Dark Arts, exploring the allure of forbidden knowledge and the dangers of temptation. And finally, Triwizard Tournament, a fast-paced, adrenaline-fueled song that captures the excitement and danger of the magical tournament. (laughs) 
I did ask you to write out some words for the Dueling Wizards and Azkaban Blues, but you saved that for another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of those I think are legitimately good. I, I, Azkaban Blues is ridiculous. Oh, Azkaban Blues is the one I asked you to, to write yeah, out. Yeah, I, but I'm, I'm sure that would be like a Johnny Cash type number. Azkaban Blues, they got me down, the darkness all around, I'm wearing a frown, I'm losing my <laughs> mind, I'm a high heels bound in this wizarding prison. I'm stuck on the ra- on the ground. That's the chorus. I like it, um, but uh, yeah, Quidditch champions. I'm not sure that's nah. that's your that's your stadium rock. That's your your you know that's a boastful one. I don't like that. But uh, dark arts as a as a thing. That's just that's just a gift right there. But uh, and then Hogwarts Express. You know that needs to have. That needs to have some kind of pun, like. Uh, or it'd just be like the um, Divine Comedy National Express song, which is about a bus. It could be when your ass is the size of a small country. Hmm. Yeah. I bet someone has done that. Melting chocolate frogs, those <laughs> will stain you. Now hold still while I run a train on you. I also, listening back or editing to the. Uh, the podcast. I also suggested another song called "Unforgivable Unforgivable Verses." Okay, we'll, we'll 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 try and get some sick verses for next time. Unforgivable verses. You need to stop now. I am I am concerned at this point that we are mostly generated by AI. The the it is switched over i it's obviously you need a human to put in the prompts but it's mostly chat gpt getting the laughs at this point that's true and i'm i'm slightly concerned but go on i'm forgetting but the, that's it and then we're done promise, with promise, chat gpt promise. for a bit yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. okay i'm the dark wizard with the unforgivable curse my rhyme's so sick they'll make you disperse i'm casting spells with every single verse my power's so strong it's hard to reverse I've got to edit this and listen to myself doing it. It's embarrassing. Chorus, unforgivable verses. I'll put you in your place. My rhyme's so deadly, they'll never be erased. My magic's so strong, it'll never be replaced. Unforgivable verses, my power you'll taste. That's that's legitimately great. <laughs> no, that's legitimately great. Get, get, if you got like Biggie rapping that or something like that, that would sound amazing. I'm the one with the Avada Kedavra. My rhyme's so lethal, they'll make you shiver. My one's my mic, my magic's my river. I'll cast you out with every single sliver. I'm the one with the Crucio. My rhyme's so painful, they'll make you, they'll make you go. My, my words are my spells, my flow is my show. I'll torture you with every single throat. <laughs> Unforgivable verses, I'm the Dark Lord. My rhyme's so powerful, they can't be ignored. I'll put you under, spell, under my spell with every chord. Unforgivable verses... My magic is adored. I mean, I don't see it cracking the top 100 anytime soon, no. but like, yeah, wow. Okay. So remember when this podcast was about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Well, to be fair, I've just done a whole bit on it. Why is AI? The AI has done a whole. You, yeah, you, yes. Um, it's only been minutes. It feels like so much longer. You're telling me? Hmm. Is that more or less awkward than the time I uh, I sort of pretended you played Jumanji? <laughs> Nothing's more awkward than that because that that went on for about seventeen hours. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and I edited it down to a neat five minutes. 
no it's what was interesting about that one if you guys don't know if you go back and listen to our jumanji podcast there is a bit rob had where a breakdown rob, and recorded it rob yeah rob surprised me with uh, an audio recording purportedly of me playing the jumanji board game with rob in which fake me won <laughs> i beat rob <laughs> in his imagination <laughs> but he played the whole game yep pretty much and uh yeah it was it was something it was funny but not for 17 hours or however long the actual thing was because I remember listening to it in disbelief. Because I think put, I left the room when I played when I played the audio. You, you, you put so much effort into it, <laughs> and then you said it took you like two nights. And I said, "Why weren't you spending time with your family?" <laughs> <Like it> just. <laughs> um, yes, I don't think there's anything more awkward than than two white guys talking about hip hop done by an AI. I mean, that is Harry Potter themed hip hop read by an AI. Oh, I know. But yeah, well, just give us the uh, the facts on the first fantastic piece, will you? Okay, from the back of the Blu-ray. Hooray, physical media. Something Thank mysterious you. is leaving a path of destruction in the streets of 1926 New York, threatening to expose the wizarding community. Newt Scamander arrives in the city nearing the end of a global excursion to research and rescue magical creatures. When unsuspecting nomad Jacob Kowalski inadvertently lets some of Newt's beasts loose, ugh, a band of unlikely heroes must recover the missing beasts before they come to harm, but the mission puts them all on a collision course with dark forces. In brackets, because Warner Brothers need the money. Well, Warner Brothers are the Dark Force. <laughs> so this was announced uh, less than two years after Deathly Hallows finished. Okay, who's it got in it first? Bunch of people. Cool. Actors doing various parts. You know who's in it. Bloody Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, Catherine Waterston, Dan Fogler, Alison Sudel, Ezra Miller, Samantha Morton, John Voigt, Carmen Ijogo, and Colin Farrell. Indeed. Directed by David Heyman? No. David Yates. David Yates. Yeah, Sorry, is, David Hemp produced David it. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So had you had you seen this one before? Yeah, I 2016. Would I have seen this? I think I saw it at the cinema. Okay. Because uh, I didn't see it at the cinema. I I caught it on Blu-ray and uh, a while ago, and then rewatched it for this. What? So what is your overall takeaway of the first Fantastic Beasts? Well, when it was announced, I think it was a bit like, oh, really? I mean, I remember getting the pamphlet book thing when it came out for Comic Relief in 2001. And it's a fun, you know, it's a fun, slight book. You got the sort of the comment, meant to be the comments of the students throughout it. Weirdly enough, I had both those books because it was that and Quidditch Through the Ages. Yeah, I got those, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it? Um, and I was in hospital at the time. I remember getting those... Uh, when I was in hospital, having my appendix out, so uh, so yeah, so I have a very specific memory of reading those actually in a hospital bed. I will admit at this point, I've known you for more than twenty years. I had no idea you didn't have an appendix. Oh well, you'll be surprised at what I've got three of. Yeah, I probably had it had it out before. Well, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it must have been. So yeah, I I, I had my appendix out before I went on the. Uh, Mediterranean cruise with the school. So that was the thing. I was I was concerned. I was concerned that I was going to be too ill for the thing, but it I was fine. Yeah, yeah, no appendix. I'll show you my scar. You're going to edit that out, aren't you? Probably. From what I remember, the well-written little yeah. books. I mean, you know, kind of charming enough. Certainly not enough to support 
an entire movie. No, it's very much the... But I think by this point, The Hobbit had been out and stretched yeah. into three films. So when this was kind of announced as a film, as a trilogy, it was like, oh, yeah. happy. To, I guess happy to see more of The Wizarding World. I don't really understand the point of a lot of prequels. I say with a massive asterisk referring to Better Call Saul and Andor. Because there's not really any jeopardy to it. You know largely who's going to be, you know, where certain people will end up. But then it is nice to, and it, I think the part of the attraction of this, or the, uh, of the premise of this, is you get to see what magic is like in other countries rather than just mm. a small section of Britain. Yeah. I will say possibly the first Fantastic Beast film is probably the last film, uh, not that it's, it's almost that it's okay to like sort of before the views of J.K. Rowling became kind of broadcast well i mean that's that's the thing she's always had these opinions it's just uh it's just yeah she decided to go public with them but uh yeah um well i'll say i really like the first fantastic beasts i actually am quite a big fan of the first fantastic beasts movie i think it's got a lot in it i think it's got too many ideas and I wonder if it suffers. I've mentioned it, I think, a few times. I think it was possibly on a Percy Jackson one where I, said, uh, I sort of wondered what it was like. Sorry, because I've not read the Percy Jackson books, I don't really know the backstory, and so it's just all felt like a, a I don't know, nothing really felt fleshed out. And I wonder mm. if that's the case. And I, I sort, of, sort of wonder if people who haven't read the books for Harry Potter or his Dark Materials feel that while watching the films or the series, because having read the books... When you're watching the film, you still got all the backstory that you've read in the books, and I wondered if that was, if, the, if that's kind of the case with this. I mean, is it is it kind of necessary for the first one though? Because you don't you you have the idea of of magic and wizards and whatever, but hmm. you get a Hogwarts reference. There, there's a bit of a musical cue for the Harry Potter movies. Yes, and that's fine and... actually. I, I I like that when it's small. I, I I mean the bit where they say that sort of he's been sent by Dumbledore. Okay, it's fine. It's a, it's a nice subtle, the subtle nods I quite like. Yeah, but you know, so so yes, the the sort of those kinds of things. I I I'd say I don't know if you'd be lost with Fantastic Beasts because it pretty much sets up the whole thing that the the difference between wizards and what they call nomadge which is kind of a pretty american name apparently muggles, muggles were uh, marijuana cigarettes mm. in in america in the 20s yes well <laughs> but that would have been a good joke i suppose you couldn't have it in the in the movie but that mm. would have been good though it's like we don't do that here and just like no muggles like yeah i I, I think in, in general you, you don't need much much background knowledge. For the second two, you definitely do. Mm. Because they dive right back into the Harry Potter lore and everything. But I think this one is fairly standalone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what I what I really like, there are a couple of things I really, really appreciate. I think Eddie Redmayne's performance is really good. Really? I do. I think... I think him being like an unlikely hero in the fact that he's kind of bookish and that he's got sort of like, he he doesn't meet people's gaze a lot of the time. And he's, he's quite kind of like, uh, he, he, he's got that sort of nervous energy to him, but he's really, the only thing that makes sense to him is the animals rather than people. See that I like, and that I get, 
But for me, the way he plays it, I do wonder if in like sort of 80 years time, you'd look back at it and think he's... Because it's almost like he's taking the mickey out of like uh, autistic people. I, I guess, but then there there are people... There are people like that who who have social anxiety and they they're not neurodivergent. They don't mm. have these kind of things. I I think I think that his his whole thing is that he's just he's surrounded himself with with academia and and animals. He doesn't do the people thing. And the one time he did do the person thing, it didn't really work out very well. So I don't. I don't think. I'm not sure it needed that bit at the end. It sort of felt like a. So at the end, there's a picture in his uh, massive suitcase of somebody. Um, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz, um, who who sort of went. You know, his supply is important to him. And there, there are a few things in this. I, I like this film. I like seeing the. You put me in mind of the Kingsman uh, Golden Circle when you sort of see what it's like in America. Yeah, to sort of see all your familiar, you know, all the that's familiar, that's a that's a good parallel actually. I didn't think about that. The, the, the things you're familiar with from a British perspective, but here's the American spin it. I like that. I really like Jacob, and I really like Queenie. I think they're the, yeah. the the two best characters in it. Definitely. But then there are a few a few bits like the newspaper plot and the politician. I don't think he needed. I think that was one thing too many. I feel the as much as the, the jazz club. I kind of quite like, uh, but. By that point, it just felt like another thing, and then same with the Zoe Kravitz bit. It just it was just another complication. I don't really think it needed. It felt like it was cram- trying to cram too much into it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that I would argue is just more sort of texture. I like seeing the sort of wider things. So the jazz club, yeah. for instance, in in nineteen twenties New York, you'd imagine there would be a jazz club where they're yeah, yeah, yeah. passing around muggles and. Um, <laughs> But you know, and we got to see Ron Pullman yes, as a goblin. Yeah. No, I like it. It just for me watching it this time at this, I like the jazz club. And actually, later on, I feel I missed things like that in, mm. the, in the second two. But it, it I don't know. It, it did feel a bit like whether this would have worked better as a series or something. Quite possibly. I mean, the the I I will give you the the fact that the the newspaper owner and his son running for for. Uh, governor isn't he or some kind of thing to, yeah. but maybe a future president and then an act of violence happening to him and therefore threatening the wizarding world hmm. i i get that it has to be someone yes but they do spend quite a bit of time on that i mean i don't know what john voigt is really doing in this movie because you already have the, the you know, antagonist of the second salamers I don't think they needed anything else other than that. He could have just had them spreading moral panic. It didn't need this is the act of violence because also it doesn't really go anywhere. No, I suppose not. I think Colin um, Farrell. Sorry. Well, no, no, I no, I I agree. Thinking about it, I'm just I'm just trying to think what actual kind of part it plays, other than a, a, a nomad being killed, and whatever. I guess maybe because it's the threat of like he go public with the with the newspaper thing i guess it does it does feel like it maybe maybe there's some other important plot thing i'm not thinking of but thinking about it yeah it probably it didn't need to be that but the just, end he gets just, just memory wiped and that's it and it yeah well that's it that's what i was thinking of then at the end it doesn't matter but yeah so the, the, colin the, farrell oh yeah colin farrell i think is brilliant and um, mm. as, as sort of the guy who you know is the bad guy and in the end turns out to be grindelwald yeah i do feel they 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 give it away almost straight away. 
Okay. Because he's got the same he's got the same haircut. They have the frame. They have the yes, frame that yeah, with, true, with, yeah. with the sort of um, I don't know what that hairstyle is. The sort of shaved at the sides with the slick back the, kind the, of bit. The Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah, or, or the Pidgeotto, or Pidgeot, whichever one in Pokemon has that thing. He has the same kind of thing. So I was just like, when it frames, you know, you just got the kind of shoulders and the sort of back thing, and you got the, the hair, and then it then it goes to grave. So I was just like, oh, okay, they're the same person then. But the fact that that's treated as a reveal is insane to me. Hmm. But yes, I think Colin Farrell is really good in this. Yeah, uh, he's he's an interesting presence. He he adds a dynamic that we haven't really had in uh, in the sort of Potter films beforehand. In the in the uh, you know, because that's the thing you can get in American actors as well. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I mean, obviously he's Irish, but, say, like, yeah. but yeah, yeah, but but he's doing a, an American accent, is he not? Mm, yes yeah yeah this so, also put me in mind of episode one uh star wars episode one a lot of it that um especially pod racing sequence the sort of yippee, the newspapers <laughs> and the sort of the second sailor was was a bit trade like the, you know like the trade unions that kind of it i guess almost trying to be more serious than <laughs> oh it's it's nowhere near as boring as episode one though but actually the midi-chlorians thing it's quite uh, this version is when they say about sort of the physiologies are subtly different between wizards yes. and muggles. I really bumped on that because like, that's not what it's been said before. Yeah. Yes. I. Yes. I'm. I'm. And and that's the thing. That's Newt saying that as well. Mm, yeah. Not not kind of Graves or or any of the uh, any of the Baddens. So yes, that that is that is a bit odd, but you know. Yeah, it is what it is. Yes, it, it it that did that did kind of rankle with me as well. I was just like, is it what do they have like three hearts or something? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised you don't like I, I'm surprised you don't like Eddie Redmayne in this. He's he, he's okay. I mean, I just I don't know. I just I think I find him over charming. Like he has no flaws whatsoever, but he does though because I like the fact that he he says that people find him annoying. Hmm. I and I think he's quite self aware of that, but then he doesn't care enough to actually do anything about it because he's too busy caring for the animals. Yeah, you know, I, um, well, I, I don't I, think I, I don't think I dislike him. I just no for me the best characters in it are Queenie and Jacob. Yeah, well, and that's no question. I think I. They are the power couple. Queenie is great. Hmm. I Jacob, love seeing magic in the real world. It's like when she makes the apple strudel out of, out of the nest. Brilliant. Yeah. But but that's it. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like Jacob a lot as well, because hmm. he is just a normal guy, isn't he? Yes. He's just so a he's, guy down on his luck. So he's doing this sort of Harry Potter thing of, wow, I love magic, or wow, what is this sort yes, of thing? Yes, exactly. And which the Harry Potter films lost very quickly because... Potter gets very used to the no, magical world. We, we mentioned quite a few times how he should be more used to it than he is. I suppose, I suppose, but it loses that childlike wonder which hmm. Jacob has in spades. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. and and that's that's the thing that he's constantly impressed with things. And I love the fact that his kind of arc is just like the worst thing to happen to him is him to forget the magical world. Like you know, because he's just you know he's he's got a boring existence. He's down on his luck. He's been denied a loan for his his dream business. He's he works in a cannery. He's having his soul crushed day in day out, and then suddenly he gets a, a, a colorful magical adventure, 
and sees all these incredible creatures and sees them through Newt's eyes hmm. as well, which is which is the important thing. And yeah, and and I love that. I I love Jacob in this and and Queenie. You can see why he falls for her. On, yeah. On, yeah. Like immediately. <laughs> But I like Tina Goldstein as well. I think Catherine Waterston does does a really good job of, you know, I I think she she imbues imbues Tina with a bit of world weariness. I quite like the thing when she said she's not allowed men in the uh, in the apartment, and then her landlady says, "Are you alone?" She says, "Always alone," <laughs> you know, kind of whatever, and and all that stuff. I think, and the fact that she was demoted from being an aura because of her constant involvement in the second salemers businesses yeah and everything you know i i i think the actual core group of of characters are very very good jacob and queenie are by far the strongest hmm. but um yeah i i think this has a nice sense of wonder uh yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah, yeah. this is an enjoyable the, romp this film yeah and it and and i like the fact that a lot of the time it is just like catching the beasts that have gone you know all right gone around thing i like the, the sort of discussion about the sort of planes and somewhere with a watering hole in new york so obviously it's in central park you know that's that's cool and him doing the mating dance no i don't like that i'll say why i don't like that because that scene is doesn't deserve the music it has the, the scene where he's trying to do a mating dance to the uh, irrumpent, I think, yeah, um, is funny. But the music gives it this grand, sweeping, romantic thing. It needs the music from, I think, the Half Blood Prince when um, Umbridge is going around making those uh, sort of all decrees. And you've got that sort of jaunty, oh, yeah. waltzy music. It needs something like that, something fun to show that the scene is fun whereas the music is so kind of over the top and pompous it just really i find it weirdly jarring well that's james newton howard you're having a go at okay he's he's pretty damn good i just i don't think the choice is right for the scene i i will say his new york little jaunty thing does sound like you got a friend of me from toy story but i think that would work better on this <laughs> even even you've got a friend in me it's it's a silly scene it doesn't all need to be treated with this kind of grand sweeping epic but we're seeing it through newt's eyes we're seeing it from his perspective like this this is a grand epic thing for him his his love of these creatures his his kind of respect for them and everything and that's fine through. in other places but here i think something more comic would work would work better for me anyway I like the big thing jumping into a teapot. Yes, I like. Uh, yeah, I like that sort of filling the space. It's it's a it, it shows us a lot of cool things. And the the demi guys, I really like that moving around and giving the sort of poster eyes for a bit before, hmm. you know, uh, and the fact that it can see weird futures. Like you know, I I think the 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 design for the creatures is great, and you know, obviously, pretty much everyone loves the Niffler. I love the Niffler. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 crazy cute mm. starters and and he's mischievous so and, yeah no it's, it, it, all the stuff the niffler is great and and yeah the sort of it makes goofier stuff like him freezing in the jewelry shop window <laughs> just yes yeah, the, yeah you know it just it, it's funny and uh, and I like Pickett the uh, bow truckle as mm. well um, yeah two things are mentioned in the books but not seen in the films the yeah. Harry Potter films 
but the 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 Niffler definitely. I think I think he's named Teddy eventually, like through the things. But I'm not sure if he's actually named in uh, in the first one. But uh, yes, the, the the wanting to stuff its pouch full of all shiny things and getting loose and causing havoc, and especially the whole. Sure, <laughs> we still think I love I love what Jacob says when he's been <laughs> he's he's covered in jewels and like uh, pearls and everything like that, and they get held up by the police. He said they went that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Also, Jacob's recurring giggle. Yes, whenever he drinks, or, yeah, or, the... or or laugh of surprise because when Newt disappears into his suitcase, you get that sort of thing as well. But yes, it's mostly the uh, giggle water. But uh, yeah, no, I I think that this one has some of that. Maybe maybe episode one isn't isn't too bad like a comparison because I feel with the like Star Wars prequels, um, I feel that episode one is the only one that has that sort of old school Star Wars magic to it a little okay. bit. And this one I feel does have some old school Harry Potter magic to it. Hmm. I think it might work best because it's the one the furthest away from the Harry Potter films. There are, you know, there's, yeah. he said there's yeah, a little yeah, yeah. refrain of music and there's a couple of things, whereas the others, as we're going to get onto, lean heavily into it. Yeah. To their detriment, I think. Yes. Yes, I don't think that's too spoilerific. I think the film makes a good job of... Well, actually, I really like um, Eddie Redmayne's performance when there's an interrogation scene and uh, with, with Colin Farrell and he says about you know that's a, a parasitic magical force that killed a child what could you possibly use it for I thought he was really good then when he's talking mm. about that obscurial I think the film does a good job of you of making you think it's the small girl that's the, 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 that has that sort of that dark force rather than yes uh, it's a good bait and switch yeah rather than Ezra Miller's credence who I find such a whiny brat and it's just like a massive toddler tantrum the obscurial thing but that's kind of the point. Isn't that entirely the point, in fact? That it's a toddler tantrum. Basically, yeah. Hmm. Well, the fact that he's been beaten and abused his entire life and and been forced to um, suppress that magical energy and, and suppress all that stuff and it's bad and everything. I I think I think the fact that it is this uncontrollable force, it just it just happens to be that he's he's a young man rather than a kid, because obviously you get the whole that that kids don't survive very long when they've got hmm. this kind of thing i mean it, it's an odd thing i because I, I was thinking about this and and it's not a fully formed thought but isn't it weird that knowing what we know of jk rowling now it's weird that she has this thing where denying who you are in in in, in yourself is a terrible thing that can cause untold damage to yourself and others yeah isn't that isn't that uh, kind yeah. of weirdly yeah, ironic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was I was thinking about that. It, it, I mean, I don't think you can get a much clearer parallel. But you know, that's that's maybe reaching because we know who she is and what she done said. I found that interesting. I like. I I think the effects in this in general are pretty top notch. I like them repairing stuff. The uh, the obscurial kind of weird, wispy, goopy type thing it reminded me kind of the symbiote in spider-man the sort of venom symbiote almost but and i i like the fact that graves has that really weird intense relationship with credence where where he's kind of like you know gaining his trust and whatever but again just using him 
Um, and and again, I like the fact that it's it's Newt Newt's kind of humanity, I guess. But like you know, seeing seeing it as a as a as a problem, as as like a, a different kind of animal type thing, and and because that, that's the thing that I wanted more of. And again, this may be like sort of just like uh, kind of fan fiction writing, but I kind of his whole kind of wanting to educate the wizarding world about these animals rather than to fear them or just use them. He doesn't really do much things. of that. No. In the background, he's writing his book, but yeah, he, I, he, he does. He doesn't really do much of that throughout this film. Yeah. And I do feel that that is the more interesting stuff. Hmm. The, the sort of disabusing notions about certain animals, you know, like um, what's the swooping evil. I think it's called. Yes. The sweep, sweeping evil. I can't remember what, it, what the hell it's called, but it looks cool, hmm. <laughs> and I really like it. And I really like it when uh, when it's on the floor, it's knocked out someone, and it's uh, and and Newt says no brains. I thought the um, when he uses it, well, that that whole um, execution scene. I thought that was quite a nice, yeah, you know, a, a nice idea. That it was kind of it was a happy memory that sort of kills you. Well. Yes, it appears. Or, so you can, or lose so you, you in, sort of thing. And you feel, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I thought those those nurses, I guess they are, they had that sort of get out type feeling where it was just mm. like suspiciously kind of like placid. It's like they've and, been severed you know, from their demon. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought that whole execution sequence was really well done. Mm. There's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of great sequences in this. A lot of a, a lot of nice ideas. I, so I like the you know the American Kingsman of it all. Yeah, and 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 I think it grounds it really well with Jacob. Jacob is yeah. the key, and and I really feel the, the the proper things when when everything's done and dusted. And surprise, it wasn't Colin Farrell; it was Johnny Depp, and all that. Him actually going out into the forget everything ring oh yeah of um, his own volition as well pretty much yeah Further down but to force him, he does it i like queenie's I, uh, magical umbrella as well that's i nice. do as well and i and i like i like what newt says to him as well because he was just like why did you keep me taking along because i like you because you're my friend yes yeah that is nice and that, i guess that shows that kind of character progression of newt yeah and then, it does and then, and then at the end where he's got his where's anderson bakery and the queenie walks in there's a little smile Oh, I, I love that. And mm. I love the fact his mind can't let go of the the amazing creatures he's seen. So yes. he creates them out of yeah. dough and, and, and they're, they're, they're what makes his bakery popular. I love all that. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice ending. I, I think he's, well, the pair of them are one of the, the, the you know, the good characters in this, uh, in this sort of whole franchise, really. Mm. So I, and I, I think that maybe maybe because of the sequels maybe because of certain things fantastic beast gets a bit unfairly maligned i still think the first fantastic beast fantastic beast somewhere to find them is actually really really good um i have some problems with it but not nearly as many as other people seem to and i think as always it's got heart i think it does have proper nice emotional stakes i like i like the whole thing i think jacob and queenie are great i like tina i like newt I like that whole thing, and I like the fact that it's about caring for animals and 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 appreciating what they are and what they do, you know, and and being being kind to animals. I think that's always a always a good lesson to have. 
and um yeah no i i, I really rate it okay um Should we so, move on? yeah yes then we move on to the shitastic sequel whoops fantastic beasts the crimes against cinema nice it's weird because these these two movies it could be the secrets of grindelwald and the crimes of dumbledore those titles would work yes probably more Mm. I mean, yeah, but anyway, Crimes of Grindelwald. After the powerful dark wizard, Gallic Grindelwald, escapes from custody, 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 (laughs) magic zoologist Newt Scamander is called upon by Hogwarts professor Albus Dumbledore, TM, it isn't, but Mm. should be, once again. Facing unforeseen dangers, Newt must find a way to stop Grindelwald, whose plan for pure-blood wizards to rule over non-magical beings threatens to divide the entire wizarding world. Yes. It stars... Eddie Redmayne, Catherine Waterston, Dan Fogler, Alison Sudol, Ezra Miller, Zoe Kravitz, Callum Turner, Claudia Kim, William Dealham, Kevin Guthrie, Jude Law and Johnny Depp. Once again, mm. directed by David Yates. It has to be said as well, David Yates continues his streak of being... The director of Harry Potter films? Yeah, completely just unambitious. And, and it's not as if I want to see twists and turns of the camera all the time, but I don't know why they didn't. Well, I do, because money, and they wanted as much of a safe bet as they could get. So, David Yates, I mean, I mean I Jesus. I, I don't think that's fair, because I think when we talked about, certainly, Half-Blood Prince. Did he do Order of the Phoenix as well? Yes, he did. Mm. Yes, he did. That we he talked did about, about 17 of them. <laughs> so, he's done everything since Order of the Phoenix. We have said about how this one really, you know, in um, Death of the Hallows with the sound, uh, the first one with, the, with all the sound choice. I don't know how much the director has input in that, whether it's more the sound editor, but... Well, I'm sure there must have been a bit there, the director. Well, but, I, he has moments, but it, it's just I, I wish, I wish they were a bit more. It, it's the, the, the actual editing and the sort of pacing and, and the kind of whatever are weirdly workman like. It's raining here. I don't know if you can hear that. I can, I can absolutely hear that. Wow, it's really. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's raining here, but it's magical rain. We'll hopefully, hopefully, we'll end up forgetting the sequels. Yeah. I don't know. David Yates is fine, but I wish it was someone a little bit more ambitious. But anyway, yes, directed by David Yates, and uh, and I wish you'd change up the f-ing color palette as well. I don't like these films looking like the latter Potters with the sort of the color drained out. I understand it's in olden times but where the is, colors weren't as vivid. But then it is in well, <laughs> everything's in black and white in the olden But it's set in the thirties. This one now. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, if you look at what was going on in Europe in the 30s, it wasn't colourful. No, but then, then you know, it should really sing when the when said Fantastic Beasts are on the screen. And and they do have cool colours, but it's, it's, again, it's all... It, it's, it doesn't... The colours don't pop. Hmm. I want them to pop. So, yes, anyway, Crimes of Grindelwald. So Grindelwald is Trump in this, really, isn't he? I mean, kind of. My issue with this... And it probably ties back to my issue with prequels in general. Is in the Harry Potter films, Voldemort is meant to be the world's most powerful wizard. You know, the the, the worst dark wizard that you've ever seen. Mm. And it, he was just copying from the Grindelwald playbook. Well, Grindelwald look, looks much much worse because this is a clearly a global thing. You know, he's been a threat in America, and this is a threat in Paris. He goes on to be a threat in Fantastic Beasts Three, whereas Voldemort is just focused on the school he didn't like. No, he's he's not just focused on Hogwarts. I, it's just that's where Dumbledore, 
door and yeah. and, and Harry Potter, and he gets obsessed. He gets a personal, but you don't vendetta. get a sense of the scale. It, just, it like because because the film is has come later, and everything has to be bigger. Like the lightsaber fights in Episode One are so much better than the lightsaber fights in the original uh, in the original trilogy because choreography mm. and everything have moved on. Whereas with this, like the scale of the the action seems to have moved up and moved on, which makes it seem a much bigger scale, like a much bigger threat than the Harry Potter film. See, and I actually found the wizard dueling in this quite boring. I don't necessarily mean the dueling. I mean more no, like the no, you know like the massive if, columns of fire destroying cities and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's kind of what I that's kind of what I mean. Like the actual. So it just reminded me that the sort of nuts and bolts sort of action, the bit where they're basically shooting guns at each other, hmm. is is kind of just it. It's just spell and block, and they're blocking. They're swishing the wands and block, block, and then they try one, and maybe they'll try and grab something like a some books or some shit. But it, it's it's magic. You think you know the the one with the the most sort of innovative offence would win. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. And especially I I remember with Crimes of Grindelwald, I I really had a hard time sticking with it because it's an overlong, bloated, doesn't make any f-ing sense. Type I watched movie. the extended edition to see. If, oh um, dear. It, it doesn't add anything to it. No. No, unless the extended edition is just a completely different film, I I no, I think this is fundamentally not. broken. I mean, m- most of my uh, comments are just complaints, except when the nifflers turn up, and I wrote the damn it, they're cute, which is annoying. The baby nifflers. Yeah, I could do with all out all of Newt's romance stuff. How many people are into him? I just find it. Bunty, who I liked as a character, I just she, she her one note is she likes Newt. Yeah, but she's too homely for him. He has to go for Catherine Waterston. Yeah. But I still think you have more chemistry with Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Well, but I liked... I quite liked her backstory, and I quite liked the flashback to them being kids in Hogwarts. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, what I'm saying. I thought, that, that, that was yeah. better than than anything he had, he had with Tina. Yeah. See, it's it's weird, because having having watched the Potter films up until this point... And being reminded of certain issues I had with it, and and whatever, and and the certain things I liked that I wanted to wanted them to expand on, hmm. they do expand on the world, and and I do like nineteen twenties, you know, as a as a as a time period to set the yeah, magic yeah, yeah. thing in because yeah. it it it's cool. It's 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 hmm. a it's a visually pleasing decade, you know, but it's it's so weird how it quickly devolves back into. Prophecies, family trees. This this film feels like course correction. This feels like, if we're going to stick with Star Wars, this feels like The Last Jedi. No, it doesn't. Sorry, this feels like The Rise of Skywalker. See, funny enough, I got that feeling from the third one rather than the second okay. one. I think I think second one, the second one is is um, the the perceived what people perceived the Last Jedi to be, but it wasn't that sort of unbelievable <laughs> up. That, that threw everything out, and then they had to somehow try and stuff all the toys back into the box. I, I don't know, because this almost feels like, oh, maybe Fantastic Beasts, the, the first one, didn't do as well as they hoped, so let's stick in loads of stuff about Hogwarts, let's make Dumbledore an actual character in this and, and bring him in, and let's really tie it in so we kind of know what we're seeing. It, it just... It, it just Sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say, what do you think of Dumbledore? 
uh, Jude Law's Dumbledore. Uh, I've written that he speaks entirely in foreshadowing. You've got his Deluminator, you've got the Phoenix. Yeah. It just Dumbledore, as he's now known. Because hmm. I was trying to, I was trying to figure whether he was whether he was trying to do like a sort of proto Gambledore. Or yes, even a bit yeah, of a rather, Richard, rather Harris. Richard Harris. No, yeah, apparently I think he, he only watched the uh, Gambon ones. Yeah, and I think he is he is kind of airing more on the Gambon side of things. But um, Richard uh, Jared Harris should have played him. I love Jared Harris. Yeah, he should. That would have been that would have been a good pick. Well, because he's um, Richard Harris's son. Yeah. No, I know that. Okay. Good. Thank you. Sorry. Um, I like the uh, the way of oh how have the magical animals escaped this time from a magic circus? Yeah, yeah. to kind of yeah. really tie it into the title. We've some. I mean, they should have just called it Wizarding World, Fantastic Beast, Wizarding World, Crimes Against Dumbledore. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Crimes <laughs> Against Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Sorry. <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald. It, it didn't necessarily need the Fantastic Beast moniker because otherwise you're just trying to find an increasingly convoluted way of how animals escaped and why Newt is there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and I, I think, I think that the sequels, especially, it doesn't feel like Newt's story. It no. feels like it feels like the Wizarding World, and he just happens to be caught up in it. Which, again, would be okay. But then we've seen the Dark Wizard gain power and nearly kill the entire world. Like, why do we need to see that shit again? Mm. Well, even even down to there's a bug art scene in uh, in. In it, there's mirrored, which I guess is nice. It's mirrored, but it does feel like yeah, we, we have yeah, seen it before. Yeah, let's not forget this second one has some of the darkest shit I've ever seen in a in family friendly, supposedly family friendly movie. Well, it's all talk of, of blood curses and sort of like drowning children. It's it's really yeah. weird. Well, they straight up murder a toddler hmm. after killing its parents. Yeah. Plus, her fear from the bogger is is a a baby drowning. Hmm. Yeah. In in a in a in a sheet. That's terrifying. It does feel like, hey, look, this, these are the things you like. So, as you said, like defense against the dark arts, and you have got the boggart scene, and you've got the the kind of things that it does feel like. Maybe, maybe people didn't feel that the first one was, you know, potterish enough. Maybe, and it does, as you said, it does feel like they've sort of crowbarred that in. Dumbledore was always going to be an important part of the thing if you're talking about that time, because I guess on the sort of vague timeline they have, you know he would still be a very important, powerful wizard. But, yeah, him him being all, like, sort of waistcoat, hands in pockets, being, like, a cool Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher well, and shit that's like that. That's the thing. Why is he suddenly Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher? They'd always said he was a charms teacher. It just feels a bit like, how can make it cool? I, I, I well, McGonagall being in this doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And I was trying to get a bead on, on Johnny Depp, his his portrayal of the character his, it's not his very kind of good thing. no he he it, it's just he looks intimidating and that and he looks weird so therefore he's bad you know that whole that old chestnut colin farrell was better as the same character yes i agree um, but i think for me the biggest crime is what they do to queenie the, well the, the queenie's heel turn basically well, even at the beginning, that you know, I, I I find it quite funny that Jacob and Queenie show up like drunks, like sort of drunk on magic. Mm. It's a bit strange that his uh, his kind of the forgetful rain thing is just explained with oh, it didn't work. I, I, I much more like the fact that I don't know at the end we just kind of remembered or it triggered something in him, and I, I think I would have preferred that rather than the yeah, it just didn't take to me because what now 
forgetting things goes away if you're happy. It just, I don't know. Maybe, but, but I, I didn't, I didn't mind that because I think, I think the film would have missed him. Oh no, no, I'm glad he's back. I just think it should yeah. have been handled in a different way. Just the weird hand wave explaining thing. But I think, I think the combination of him already remembering stuff and then Queenie showing up, you know, just, just automatically re- reversed <laughs> the. Uh, the thing but yes it is a bit kind of oh yeah well and and he's got his memory back so it kind of stops me, me makes his sacrifice at the end of the first one a bit moot well yes and no i think the fact that he was willing to do it and 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 whatever counts for something you know i i think it yes maybe a little but then you know he didn't know that it would be reversed but yeah i i think this one queenie's <laughs> I like her sort of struggling when, you know, she wants, she's found, she's found that the kind of, you know, cause you imagine Queenie, she seems to get a lot of attention from guys anyway. I like mm. her admission in the first one that, you know, the sort of maybe rather impure thoughts that, that Jacob has when he first sees her. Yeah. She's most guys. guys think oh that. yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, so, and, and that sort of that weird dude at the bank, no, the, the ministry. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that she's, she's, she's found something special in, in Jacob is great. And, and I even quite like the fact that she had enchanted him, literally enchanted him. So he was kind of compliant and whatever. So they wouldn't argue about marriage. You know, I kind of liked that. I did because it, I can't, because I can't, it was, it was showing, why, but... it was showing, yes, because, because uh, it has to do with free will and consent. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> But but I think the fact that she was willing to do that to try and even though it was faked, try and keep up that whole thing because she couldn't lose him. But you know they were just fighting all the time about having a life together and 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 whatever. So I think that that's a good way of showing it. But I must admit, considering she can read minds, why the f- she can't see why Grindelwald is just straight up evil? I quite liked her. Uh, before she meets him, I quite liked her uh, breakdown where she's kind of got all the voices in her head and she can't control yeah. them. I thought that was that was good. But then after, yeah, I, I don't know just why you said the heel turn at the end. It's just, it didn't feel like, oh, my God, no. Just It, it didn't feel like the character was acting as the character. It just felt like someone's just made a decision no. to have a, a twist at the end. This whole, I mean, I, I vaguely remember this from reviews at the time. This whole film just feels like, setting up other things it doesn't mm. feel like its own film it just feels like have a look at this because what comes next you know keep stay tuned and it just well there are just so many things that that's that don't quite make sense like tina's whole thing about being cold to newt and everything because his engagement was announced in the paper but it's a misunderstanding and and all that and it's actually his brother who's engaged to his old flame hmm and and all that and you know that's that's sort of contrived and um and then then i do feel because it actually things actually start happening towards the end of this movie because it it, it it's just so dull up until that point because I, I i was i was trying to pay attention to all the all the things like because he wants to know who he is and the whole the strange type fake out and, and that whole those. thing but just, you're related to this person no no related to this person yeah. no actually uh, no, I'm related to you. It's like I understand he's got a crisis of identity, and I, I get that. I couldn't care less. I could not care less about him. But that's but that's it. You know, it's kind of like you don't care at that point, and and then I don't know why 
Johnny Depp somehow gets a bit of personality towards the end where he addresses everyone. And then, and then after that, they all off. There's a lot of disapparating, which you feel that they maybe should have done that more in the Harry Potter films in general. But you well, know, there's always you can't operate in and out of Hogwarts. Which they do in these films. Oh, no, they do it to the bridge. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, they don't. They? They're like vampires. They can't. <laughs> yeah, they have to be invited in. But then, then Grindelwald has the sort of blue fire around the thing. Yes, yeah, so they counter it know. with their own fire to stop the fire with the fire. Fire. Fight fire with fire, dude. So, uh, now you're trying to defend it. I'm just saying it's a well-known adage. Fight fire with a slightly different colour fire. Yeah, well, that's what the whole phrase is. But you know, fight fire with fire is catcher. I felt um, the uh, the the sort of the I guess the contrived drama between the Scamander brothers didn't really go anywhere. Also, because I thought his brother's all right. His brother just seems like a decent chap as well. Yeah, but I I liked I liked the the difference between the two. I liked that he was he was definitely the Theseus. We never saw his ship. Yes, yeah. But Theseus. Well, he he'd been replaced by sort of part nice. by part. <laughs> Very good. Yes, I like the fact he was like the Percy Weasley. He seemed a bit nicer than Percy Weasley, who himself isn't a bad character. Yeah, no, Percy, Percy's a. Okay. But no, he was the kind of more upstanding, whereas whereas Newt is a bit hunched and not meeting people's gaze, and you know, just a bit of a shambles. But all the kind of dislike seemed to be on Newt's side. Rather, it wasn't like his brother had bullied him. He seemed to have looked out for him quite a lot. Yes, well, that that bit where his brother's chasing him, and then they knock him back with some magic and time to a chair and whatever mm. and he said it's like the happiest day of his life or whatever yeah yeah you, you don't feel that at no, all it just, like, it's, it's just... not like he punished him it, it was it's not like he's dudley dursley no so that was that was odd and then yes her her death was pointless yeah but but then but then it goes then johnny depp gets a little bit of personality because he says i hate paris and mm. I was just like, where, where was, where was that? Why is this the one and only? Not that I want quips from everything, but Jesus Christ, having contempt for a place that's and being the bad guy—that's at least something. Why does he hate Paris? <laughs> but then it turns into a giant f- column of fire, which are then fire dragons, and then all the other wizards have to do more magic to contain the dragons. Which is totally and- different to the giant obscurial from the previous film. Yeah, but then it's just like, I don't... Because I think the effects are actually really good in that kind of thing. The actual It's the same with the, the um, Chinese lion type thing. It, it, the, I think the, the design of the beasts and the design of some of these things are great. It's just, there's no... I'm not invested. It was just a <laughs> light show at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just yeah. didn't care. And especially since Queenie had joined the dark side. Yeah, for for no justified reason, you couldn't see how she was somehow seduced into the whole no, thing. Like, it's just like, like she went, oh, you know what? Never mind. Because her entire know, yeah. problem was that magical people won't let her let her marry a muggle, so she joins a group of massive magic racists. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah, so and I think most people that was the sticking point for that. It's it's such it's such an out of the, nowhere. The, the explanation at the time was meant to be that it just shows that absolutely any again. I think this was from Rowling. I can't remember a, a, a quote, a, a, a direct quote, but it's something along, along the gist of it shows that uh, sort of anyone can be seduced by not bad thought, but kind of bad actors that anyone can kind of people who you previously thought nice. Well, could end up being quite horrific 
Yeah, and I again, I, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, well, yes, the, um, the 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 irony is palpable. But I think yeah, I get that on paper, and I get I get what they're doing, Queenie. And we're not meant to like suddenly hate her because of the the choice that she made. We're just meant to kind of like it's a tragedy. It's 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 like just oh, there are better ways. You don't need to join Grindelwald to do this. But I don't think it um, has anything. It feels it doesn't feel like it's a character choice. It feels we- like weirdly like it's been written it's like this is just a story and i've just it's well, a choose your own adventure turn to page oh you're now a bad guy this this is this is why i think i use the phrase heel turn it reminds me of a poorly done wrestling heel turn yeah where yeah, you yeah, yeah. know that someone is going to be a bad guy at some point because the good guy thing hasn't been working out or whatever and they suddenly turn and you don't care there are some there are some amazing stories in wrestling where you have heel turns or baby face turns or whatever hmm. but but most most sort of heel turns are pretty underwhelming at the time and and you just go oh and that was this that was this was this was a poorly booked heel turn is what it actually was um and she'll get her own entrance music now and it'll be like a darker version of her current entrance music and well she gets a costume change doesn't she She goes from pink to black she does (laughs) she does so yeah so so it is it is very much a textbook heel turn so mercifully the film ends and we have a third film i quite like the way the i guess the vague um uh look not vague the ambiguous look when lena lestrange later later zoe kravitz um says i love you to both of the brothers so you don't know who she's looking at i mean obviously she's talking to newt but then um Mm. that was okay the rest of it there's too much in this film you got the beast. Yes, you got Hogwarts. You got Young Bulldore. You got the, the Wizarding World <laughs> tour. All the politics, the Trump stuff, Credence, Grindelwald, the Scamander family drama, the Love Triangle, the, the Strange family drama. It's just too much. It doesn't. And, at no and point Nicholas Flamel. Yes, yes, yes. I don't. I I guess it's meant to be funny, but I was just thinking about his poor hands. He's he's just he's just very very old. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, there's, there's too much in it, and it feels like it's setting up a bunch of films. This sort of feels like, you know, we, you know, we talked about the the Tom Cruise Mummy film a couple of episodes mm. ago, that it's just setting up stuff, or um, uh, John Carter setting up stuff that never happens. Yeah, uh, well, yes, this does feel like that. What what I'm most disappointed by is the fact that Credence didn't get a Clearwater revival. I mean, I would like it if they never mentioned him again. I do not He's care. Right. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's the end. Yeah, oh, actually, your real name is Credence Skywalker. Sorry, Dumbledore. Yes, well, that 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 did put me, unfortunately, in, in the mind of the uh, the Ray Skywalker thing. Somehow, but... Credence returned. Mm, well, I mean, that's pretty much how they explain him being in the second one, because he's, he's obliterated? No. Uh, well, I mean, they, they, obliterated. He's not obliviated, but the the thing is dissipated. No, nah, there's, there's, there's a bit of dust that kind of oh, yeah, floats yeah. off into the end. What the <laughs> ever? <laughs> Third film. So if so, so, so I guess we're saying the Fantastic Beasts is the Phantom Menace and Crimes of Oh, this is, the world str- this is, is straight up Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Oh no, possibly Rise of Skywalker. No, I think I think this is this is Attack of the Clones. I I think this I really really do not like this movie. I think it it's it's all the bad parts of the Potters 
the the sort of over reliance on on the world and and whatever and just just getting back into old habits. We had we had a fresh thing with the first Fantastic Beasts, or at least it felt mm. fresh yeah, it did, to me. Yeah. I yeah, liked yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. the, the sort of take on the whole thing, and then we just plunged back into old habits. And I'm, and unfortunately, I think that's that's kind of why Secrets of Dumbledore is the way it is because it's got to do a course correction from that from that's a course why, correction. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, I, I mentioned the jazz club, um, the Wizard Jazz Club, at the from the first film, and watching it, it did feel like it was one too many things. But then watching these, I thought I do really miss things like that because you're just going to oh, it's another Ministry of Magic. Oh, look, it's slightly different. And, yeah, this is the French one. This is the German one. Yeah. It's just like I'd like seeing the Ministry of Magic, but like, what do you want? There's to got see to the be other. Where, where's their yeah. Diagon Alley? Where, where's their school? Where's the Where's their Hogsmeade? Yeah. Yeah. I also, in this, I think probably my final point in the second one, is by this point, there's already been the old Dumbledore was gay and, and, and was in love with Grindelwald or they, they, they had a relationship. Mm. And that's why, you know, they sort of, that's why, you know, he was devastated and what have you. And in this, in, in the... Fantastic Beasts too, where they say he just says, "Oh, or someone says you you were like brothers," and he's like, "Oh no, we we were more than brothers." Well, say it, yeah. Th- this and and that was that was an issue with the books, um, that you can't. It's it's no good saying it afterwards. Put it in the text. You can't be like, "Oh, he's gay," but we're not mentioning it. But he is because the yeah. conclusive is no. I love him. If he is, say he is in the book. Have yeah. it in the text. That that whole we were we were more than brothers. No, say it. We're hella gay. There's a reason why I'm not the screenwriter for these films. I don't think you do a worse job. <laughs> yes, well, J.K. Rowling is the screenwriter, and she's not a good screenwriter. She's, she, she is a good novelist, and, you know, mm-hmm. they, are, they are good. They're, she's a good writer, but I imagine it's a different thing. Jack Thorne, yeah. you know, someone... Uh, Philip Holman didn't adapt that materials. Jack Thorne did, and he did a damn good job at it. Get someone like him in. Yeah. You need someone who knows they are different skills yeah. and and having I noticed that with this, with the screenplay, she relies because you can't have the sort of the inner thoughts of characters and things like that. She relies on exposition dumps, hmm. which is just is so, so tiresome to to sit through the entire time when they're just like, well, of course, you know about this family history. And then you go into another thing of just, Oh, I guess there's this and that. No, you need someone to adapt it. You need, you need a, you know, I mean, I, J.R. Tolkien was dead by the time the rings came out, but like you need a Peter Jackson and, and, uh, Fran Walsh, don't you? You need someone to go keeping that bit. That's important. Get rid of that. We don't need that. Um, yeah, J.K. Rowling, not a good screenwriter or person. Um, so, Fantastic Beasts three, the secrets of Dumbledore, the crimes against Dumbledore, the secrets of Grindelwald, Grindelwald's secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> Blu-ray update. This one doesn't have slipcase, so I think even they're giving up on this one. Uh, I got the trilogy; it has got a slipcase. Okay. So, Professor Albus Dumbledore entrusts magic zoologist Newt Scamander to lead a team of wizards, witches, and one brave Michael Baker on a dangerous mission to stop the powerful dark wizard Gallic Grindelwald and his growing legion of followers. But with the stakes so high, how long can Dumbledore remain on the sidelines? Which basically the plot of the last one, it sounds like. Um, yeah. Starring Eddie Redmayne, Catherine Waters... Oh, well, she's in it. Sort of. Sort of. Eddie yeah. Redmayne, Jude Law, Ezra Miller, Dan Fogler, Alison Sudol, 
Callan Turner, Jessica Williams, Catherine Waterston and Mant Mickelson replacing Johnny Depp in a much better switch. Yes. Um, well, if you could cast Mads, you cast Mads. Yeah. Having what I said about the last one, I do think this film instantly benefits from Dumbledore saying straight away that he was in love, and he's kind of, which yeah. is fine, that they were in love together. Yeah, and and having that sort of that sort of blood packed magic type thing, I think works. There's a lot because... of obsession with uh, with sort of magical blood and blood curses and blood <laughs> yes. magic. Yes, yes. Well, I always I always get a little bit suspicious when it when everything revolves around blood and and you know pure blood and and blood in general. It's just it's just a little bit you know eugenics kind of come into that whole thing, and it's a little bit creepy. Not that I'm saying that that is part of this, but it, it's just. It's oh, it's it, it's teetering on a, on a problem zone, you know. But uh, yes, I think having having the sort of Dumbledore having a nice cup of tea, hmm. and it does look like a nice cup of tea. I like the way he melts the sugar on the spoon as well. I like the way Grindelwald said that that the Muggles do make a good cup of tea. Yeah, I think um, they seem much better suited, Jude Law and uh, and yeah. Mads Mikkelsen than Jude Law and Johnny Depp. Yes. Yes, and I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad because with with Depp's Grindelwald, it always felt that there was some, there was some wacky sh- trying to get out, hmm. you know, because because Depp falls into, and you know, I like a lot of Depp performances, but he does only have a couple of speeds, and one of them is is sheer bouncing off the walls wackiness, and and it does feel like he was edging on that sort of wackiness kind of take on the whole thing, whereas Mads. I mean that has got got menace bobbling under the surface, mm. you know, and that's that's one of the things that's so great about him. He can be he can be a nice guy in lots of things, but damn if he doesn't play villains really well. And um and yes, yeah, so him having a sit down Dumbledore, it kind of reminded me of like Heat or something like that, having a bit of a chat. Obviously not nearly as good as Heat, but like it just you know coming down to just chatting about things. And I like Dumbledore's just yeah frank admission that I was in love with you. I will say as well, just from sort of flashbacks and whatever, the young actors who played uh, Newt and what is her name? Lestrange, Zoe Kravitz. Um, it's either Lena or Leda. Something like that. Yeah, uh, they were really good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked I liked that flashback kind of thing and uh, the 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 Eddie Redmayne kid especially. I suppose he had more to work with with the sort of like head down and not meeting not making eye contact but anyway so this one yes Grindelwald is given way more sort of like gravitas because of Mads Mikkelsen Hmm. that's just who he is and and it's what he brings to the part and certainly certainly the um the scene with the the deer thing the chilling where he's kind of cradling it and then just callously slits its throat which is grim. I mean, the the, the scene with the, that birth and then killing the mother and everything, very, very dark. Yeah. Having that as a sort of MacGuffin type thing, the fact that they choose their their wizarding world leader by a deer. It was like Paul, Paul the Octopus in the World Cup from a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Which weirdly is a second time I've mentioned Paul the Octopus today. What was the, what was the context of the first one? Uh, I think talking about how clever octopuses were. <laughs> I, I use that as an example. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, to be fair, I think my 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 pool of examples of smart octopi, I think it only contains him. Squiddly diddly. <laughs> Maybe. He was pretty smart. But at no point did they slip Paul's throat. No. And to try and read the ink. Um, yeah, so that that was weird. Mad's kind of too good for this movie. Hmm. And I, I think he's he's kind of I I do like the subtle menace that he has, or not so subtle at the time, because he's clearly fucking straight evil. Like I don't know why people would actually vote for him. Somehow, Grindelwald is allowed to stand. I don't know if that was a line or if I've written it down. Because it's a while since no, I've seen this, because we were supposed to record a couple of weeks ago. I know, but that's the thing. And is it irony that I lost my copy of Fantastic Beasts somewhere to find them? <laughs> <laughs> but, but either way, I lost it. it. It was down the back. It was hiding behind better films. And no, it's not said, but it is very much that sort of thing. He's He's absolved of his crimes because... The board is corrupt. Well, he got. And... I mean, I don't know if you've watched all of um, the West Wing, but he got. Ba- he basically got nominated from the floor, which is what happens in an episode of one of the later series. There's someone isn't on the ticket, but they're so popular they basically get nominated from the floor. I haven't seen all the West Wing, so thanks for the spoilers. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> That's that. Was, you're actually very spoiler friendly. Yeah, 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 and and I can understand, and especially someone like. And, you know, yes, I love Mads Mikkelsen, sue me, but he's charismatic. There's something about him, so I can imagine people rallying behind him. It's Trump. It's Trump, Trump, yeah. Trump, Trump. Yeah. Yeah, it's not particularly subtle, is it? No. Nope. But um, I really like uh, Lally as a character. I do as well. She is, uh, she is a, a nice breath of fresh air. Yes, resourceful, and possibly what they should have made Tina more of, because I, I, I do not care about Tina either. Her and Credence, just, they, should, they shouldn't have lasted past the See, first film. I, I, I do care about Tina, and I, I, was, I was really annoyed that she was basically sidelined in this. No, that's a positive being in this film. But uh, apparently it's because Catherine Watson was, was critical of uh, some of J.K. Rowling's opinions. Really? That is the rumor. Okay. Whether that's actually true or not is uh, is up for debate. But um, but certainly she gets her co lead kind of part taken down to a mm. mere cameo. So one would imagine that that is a way to fulfill the contract without rewarding people being outspoken about your things. And, and one would imagine that J.K. Rowling probably has. Uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne was very outspoken, but I suppose that'd be slightly different. Yeah. Just everyone should be played by Mads Mikkelsen. It should be a being John Malkovich type thing. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I like Lally. I, I thought she was yeah very capable and like the whole paper running scene, like sort of run, running over paper. That, to... that was really cool. That was a really cool effect. I really enjoyed that. There's so much slow motion in this, though. This is like mm. a Zack Snyder movie. And the, there are only two, maybe three, that you can justify the the slow motion stuff for. One you reminded me the running on the paper, the sort of the the sort of gangway made of made of the sort of fanning pages of a book, as a like a portkey type thing, and and Jacob running on that very very cool. I, I will accept that. The other one with the Niffler jumping into the air, purportedly to save Pickett the uh, the bow truckle, but actually to grab coins. Yeah, I had a good old giggle at that. That was that was great. And I like then the, the Niffler and, and, and the the bird drug up. Yeah. No, I think that they're the best beasts in this. Yeah, for sure. And and then the, the final thing where Grindelwald is uh, tries to kill 
Credence, and then you have the two Let him. the two Dumbledores protecting. Is it the two Dumbledores? It's Dumbledore and yes, his brother Dumbledore. Is it? Is it? Is, is it Je- Jeff from Cuffling? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and he keeps appearing in stuff, and I love seeing him in stuff. But he is Jeff from Coupling. Yeah. So yes, it is the two. It's the Dumbledore brothers. Yes, and the retcon of the retcon of Credence that actually he's not their brother; he's Aberforth's son. Yes, and there's some baby switch. I, who the? Too many. Why? Why overcomplicate a story? And that I just. Why really... does it even have to be part of the same family? Why can't it yeah. just be? Well, this is like the whole Skywalker yeah. saga thing. Why can't again, he just it? be a troubled child or adult? And and you know when when we have the 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 cases and the duplicated, I don't know why it they can't use a spell to duplicate them. The Bunty had the real case. Yeah, yeah, they make like six cases, and they will go with the different things. And then you're meant to think, oh, Newt's actually got the real one, and then meant to feel sad when it melts away. But it's obvious because you're just like, okay, well, we've seen three of them opened already. So also, it's obviously I mean, gone to Bunty. It obviously gone to Bunty when you picked it up. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not. I'm not. A, I've I've never been on the show Deal or No Deal, but I'm pretty sure that once those sort of briefcases are open, that it, that your choices are narrowed. Yeah, it's treated as a as a kind of whoa, and you're just like, yeah, no, anyone with half a brain saw that coming. And it's it's a shame. It's I do like. I think it does put some quality back into the Fantastic Beasts. I thing. prefer if, this one to the second one. Oh, for sure. If I were to rank this, the, 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 this, these ones by themselves, I'd go one, three, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For With sure. a massive Crime... gap between one and three, and then a massive gap between three and two. Crimes of Grindelwald is is definitely the low point for the trilogy. The Secrets of Dumbledore feels uh, like a compromised kind of thing, where where it's kind of like a mix between the the two previous movies. I really, really wish they hadn't just delved back into the the. Potterness of it all. Is it? Is it this? I can't remember whether it's this one or the previous one where they go to it twice and the as Hogwarts twice. The first time you get the John Williams or the, the you know the Hedwig's theme, and it's like, mm. oh, that's nice. And then they do it again. They do the exact same thing with the exact same music. It's like, yeah, okay, we we we've seen it. It's it, it, it just yeah. hey, remember this one when you like this. It, yeah, it's it's a shame that we're kind of ending this as a on like a an obvious downer. Well, that's how they end, end yeah, the well, series. Yeah, well, they don't end it, do they? They don't end the series because, <laughs> no. you know, it's going to continue with a, well, a pointless maybe. television reboot. Well, and they may be doing more Fantastic Beasts. They haven't officially announced that it's the end hmm. of Fantastic Beasts yet. I think kind of interest is dwindling, but I, I do think that they haven't officially... Because that's the thing, it was originally going to be a trilogy, and then yes. it's five movies. Yes. And now they're down to oh it was always a trilogy but we may be doing four and five so who the who the hell knows I mean I it's a shame because I I don't know how you start maybe they just used all their fresh ideas for the first film possibly I mean they did rush them out I think there's a bit of a gap between this one and uh, Crimes of Grindelwald but Crimes of Grindelwald and um, I mean that was pandemic related I think but yeah and between pregnancy related and and Johnny Depp related as well they Pre- had to do recastings and pregnancy related yeah um oh we didn't even talk about Nagini being a a, a woman in the second one uh, and that, yeah. that being deeply problematic and the fact that she's a pet and a terrible but, idea yeah that's what I mean about trying to tie 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 too much in. It's yeah, the kind and, of how did Hans Holler get his blaster? How did he get his name thing of 
I mean, I know we differ on solo, but there are <laughs> we, you, even oh, you yeah, have to. Those, admit, there's a lot of things you don't need to know how he got his jacket or whatever it is. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I do agree, and I, I really hate the hand solo thing. Hmm. I really hate it more or less than uh, Ray Skywalker. More because it's it's Ray Skywalker at least makes sense where she comes up with the thing. I mean, to be honest, I'd have liked her to reclaim the power of Palpatine. Hmm. <laughs> you know. There's a certain bravery for someone carrying on that name. If you've, you've got, oh yeah, hi, my name's um, Jimmy Ray Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then, then carrying on with that, I mean, that's bravery. But uh, you know, you understand someone wanting to change it. But yeah, the yeah Nagini being a thing, and it's like again, a lot of people. I remember there was a controversy back in the day as well. Like, oh, it's an Asian woman, so so it's like the the dragon lady stereotype. And yeah, and yeah. and the fact that she permanently becomes an animal and subservient to Voldemort—it it, it is. It's all kinds of weird. It's a I don't know why it is. Why, why it couldn't just be a big old snake? Yeah, and doesn't it doesn't it make Neville's heroic beheading of Nagini at the yes. end? Doesn't that make it yeah. ickier? Like Neville the mass murderer. Well, yeah. Well, he's already he's got blood on his hands, yeah. and his and his tasteful sweaters aren't going to be able to absorb all that blood. But you know. Yeah, such a such an odd tying to the the established canon, um, and 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 that's what it is. I think Dumbledore was probably the best it could be with the with the course they chose in the second one. Yeah, it feels it it. This has got kind of Hobbit things all over it in the fact yes. that it's like let's be like Lord of the Rings when the Hobbit was never like Lord of the Rings. Uh, it was its own thing, and it should have remained as its own thing. And it's it's pure greed that has got us to this point. But, you know, whatever. Point being is that, yeah, Secrets of Dumbledore wasn't completely terrible, but it's not a ringing endorsement, is it? I like some of the music. I, I do like the Fantastic Beasts' main theme music. Mm, I like the kind of, I, it feels like a well. driving, pelting tune. And I mean, we've not really talked about the animals in this. Well, I mean, it, because got, there's so much... <laughs> you've got the you've got the narc chilling thing, um, and then you've got the, the 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 breaking his brother out of the prison was right. good with the with the crabs. I like the music with the crabs because that was silly, and that is the sort of music they should have used for the in the first film. But him him doing the little crab dance thing, and and that was fine. I was I was that was a bit of the old fantastic piece because hmm. i don't know if you remember that awesome scene in the first one where he does that sort of mating dance and it's really good I don't have music the music really fits it but why why it's, it, is it prison is it, it, it is it a prison why yeah. have they got a giant death <laughs> scorpion in there because it's not a nice prison but surely the worst thing was azkaban azkaban was the worst place you go to and you get your soul sucked out but this the is fate, the worse well, than death this is a german prison it's different Oh, okay, that makes but all the sense. This is, wow. This, this is my issue, because the film has to go bigger in scale, because that's what films do, that's what sequels tend to do, don't they? They ramp up mm. the sort of, the, you know, you go from Alien to Aliens or Terminator to Terminator 2, in that the, the, the action, the scale, the threat is bigger. But because this is a prequel, it does make everything that comes after it look a lot smaller, like a lot can smaller I, scale. Can I just say, I love that your explanation for why they have a big old death scorpion prison is that it's a german prison well no it's just it's meant to be like you know like you said we see the french ministry the german ministry of magic yeah. the american ministry of magic and the british ministry of magic they've all got their own yeah. version 
But uh, yes, very, very odd. And yes, I, I think the creatures are the best part. It's just, it's a shame they just get forgotten about half the time. And then it's only, it's only uh, Nif- the Niffler and and Pickett that that get any real exposure later on in the, in the films. It's just like, yeah, I'd have just liked him being like a Steve Owen type character. Yes. Yeah. Just that would have been I mean, so much nicer. T- to be honest, and I've mentioned it before, and it's a reference you don't get, but it would have worked much better as an Andy's Adventures on CBeebies with a, a guy going, let's look at the magical animals. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time turner. Nice. So it, it, this, it does feel they started off so well and then, and then it just went back into old habits. So... I mean, is this is this the time? That, see, I'm all depressed now, and I, I don't want to be depressed. I, I really um, feel we should have done the ranking for Harry Potter afterwards, and then the Fantastic Beasts ranking. It does. I mean, I guess because it's stopped, it, it's like a franchise that didn't continue. Do you have franchise fatigue? Yes, I do. I, they, they should have done a Fantastic Beasts, and that would have been fine. That was a nice film. It was, you know, fun, fluff. It was a. And a nice little spin-off. Maybe they could have continued doing other in in the vein of they started doing the Star Wars stories, you know, Rogue One and and Solo. And the, I know they didn't continue them, but you could have had, you know, the next one could have been about a story a story set in France, but about the French Wizarding School, or, or or one set in Australia or something. Trying to tie it so closely into Dumbledore without it 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 it's it, it stuck too close to the Harry Potter side of it. I think to allow it to be its own thing. Mm. Even the name, like the list, uh, having uh, Leader Strange being well, the, uh, of the Lestrange family, it just of feels, the lineage, yeah, yeah. It just feels like making it all too like like the problem with yeah, we've mentioned Star Wars, I've mentioned Star Wars a lot, but it's meant to be this massive world, but it only comes back to three or four surnames. <laughs> I know. Well, we are talking. We are recording this on May the fourth. Yeah. So there is that. So maybe that's why Star Wars is, is but it, it does feel, this feels like Star Wars prequels crossed with The Hobbit, i.e. not good prequels, which, as I said, is a shame because the first one actually kicks ass. The overall ranking. Do you have franchise to take then? Uh, yes. I mean, I'm pleased Jacob and Queenie got back together. Possibly another issue is they, you know, they were so good together and their chemistry was so good. It's the, I'll, I'll use a different one. I won't use Star Wars this time. It's the, apparently... They did a sequel to Zorro, which amazed me. And Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones, their chemistry was so good in the first film. In this second film, apparently there is one, they separated them. What? Only a real idiot would do that. I'm sure it would make for like painful viewing as well. But it, it's the same thing. It's, it's oh, you, yeah. you've got a good thing. And it's not the, it's, it's not like a contrivance of you want them to get back together. It's just dumb. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, they do. They do have a nice wedding, and she looks lovely in her dress. Yeah, and how good Tina comes back. Yeah, yeah, and but it's just a shame. We, we kind of if this is it now for the Fantastic Beasts thing, and it, it looks kind of likely it is because so, it looks yeah. like they're going to put their efforts into the TV show. Um, we won't get a proper SmackDown between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Which but I don't think you needed to see it. It, it was fine on no, paper. Probably not. It was just they had this massive. I mean, I think now they start the films, you do need to see it. But I think yeah. that it had been this smackdown of the ages. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's but what then, you needed. And then, and then I wanted—I know you didn't like it. I wanted Newton and Tina to get together, just finally. Yeah, just, I, yeah. I didn't. I think he was more suited to Bunty, or more suited to Lady Lestrange, or more suited to Lally. Yeah, but you know, or just no uh, one. Just he didn't need an interest because you had yeah, you Jacob just, and Queenie he, as the romantic he, thing, he, and you can just die lonely with his animals. Well, he wasn't lonely. He loves his animals. <laughs> And then I guess uh, Credence went off to die, which could have happened two films sooner. Well, Credence, yeah, but he's still not dead by the end of the movie. I'm sure they would have another thing where... Somehow Credence returns. We just managed to keep him alive or something. Who the f*** knows? And to be honest, who the f*** cares? Hmm. Well, not the I, audience. I really, really wish they hadn't They hadn't done those two films. As I said, Secrets of Dumbledore, in terms of a compromised thing, is all right. It's fine. It's yeah. not offensive. But the but Crimes of Grindelwald really sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it it just it it's just way to squash. You know, you had you had a nice little kind of flower just blooming, and it was doing its own thing, and then you just stamped on it just to. Ah, oh. so anyway, yes, I have f***ing franchise fatigue, to the point where I'm not particularly looking forward to the Harry Potter TV series because they don't seem to be able to do any any decent pot stuff now oh no no i don't, I don't yeah i think you should leave it alone which is handy because jk rollins but um still anyway so th- the ranking i've been doing it as i went along and i'm glad i did because when i saw the last fantastic beast films i was so irritated i very nearly put them all at the bottom yeah, well, that's just that's you allowing your emotions to yes. take over so I've, your I've, logic. Um, I have, yeah, I have been doing it as we go along. I uh, did all the mine today. I left it to the last minute. That's um, I know this is just a rundown. I've got this on Letterboxd. Ooh. It's very, very handy to list things. Instead of this being like the football scores, mm. <laughs> you know, where we mention the things. So, so this is just the quick rundown, yep. and then you can toss up the points. So. Oh, well. In in descending order, with number one at the top. Oh, okay. So you should. go the other round. No. Okay, uh, you go that way. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. No, I'll go. Okay. Top to bottom to top. Yeah. You'll go bottom to top. I'll start on number eleven. Work my way up. Oh, I'll do that then. You don't have to. Okay. So at the very bottom of my list, because that's just going to be confusing for people. At the very bottom of my list, I have got the crimes of Grindelwald. Then Secrets of Dumbledore, then Chamber of Secrets, then Philosopher's Stone, then Deathly Hallows Part 1, Goblet of Fire, Fantastic Be Somewhere to Find Them, Deathly Hallows Part 2, Prisoner of Azkaban, Order of the Phoenix, and at the tippy top, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Interesting. Mm, I imagine we are definitely going to differ on a few of them. We differ. I'm, I'm amazed how much we differ, actually. Okay, go for it. Okay, so my least favourite is Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah. Followed by Secrets of Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Then Goblet of Fire, Chamber of Secrets, Order of the Phoenix, Fantastic Beasts at number six, Philosopher's Stone at number five, Prison of Azkaban at number four, Deathly Hallows Part Two at number three, Deathly Hallows Part One at number two, and Whoa. my favourite is Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Whoa! That's wildly different. I was not expecting your deep love for Deathly Hallows Part One. I really liked it. I actually I was, listened I, to, uh, editing it again, like our current discussion. Yeah, you know, I, I really. I mean, the horrific dance thing aside, 
So oh, I was speaking to someone who actually agrees with you, then nothing they said that I, I had it wrong, but the, just the choice of music was rubbish. Second time this franchise. <laughs> so yeah. if you can... That's the thing. Oh, Rob, hmm. I just thought of a way to improve that mating dance scene. Ordinary boys. Boys will be boys. That'll be good with them running away. It's a bit of a comedic thing. Yeah. Or Nick Cave, but you know, Nick Cave might add to the majesty of the moment. So wow, we really have differed just in the ooh, I think unfortunately Deathly Hallows part one is not going to get as punished as I want it to because of your ranking. But we'll see. Yeah, you're gonna have to sort of talk while I do maths. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just like school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been an interesting one, revisiting this. It really has, because there's a lot of childhood stuff in there. There's a lot of, you know, nostalgia. But also, I'm I'm trying to see things from, like, a new point of view as well so maybe maybe fantastic beasts is your is your way into the harry potter series you know maybe maybe you prefer these things maybe it's like the star wars prequels where just you prefer the sort of newer shinier effects and and you know things like that because it's still it's still a harry potter spectacle no pun intended it's still it's still got i mean some of the some of the effects in in the fantastic beast trilogy are really really good like I, I loved the the Niffler look, touchable. I couldn't think of a non creepy way to say that, but um, you know, it's got that kind of sort of like mole slash beaver fur type thing going on. Yeah. Also, Doc Bill platypus. Well, yes, yes, but you know, you you kind of you get a tactile sensation from it. It is light years away from the troll in the dungeon <laughs> in the girls' toilets. You know, yeah. Like, you know, and and. So I would imagine that maybe as kids, yes, you can appreciate the storytelling and whatever in, in the originals, but then you may be more attracted to to the newer films. I don't think so. Uh, I, I, maybe not. Maybe Harry Potter is just... Because also Harry Potter is about kids, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my take. Don't go Harry Potter is about kids. <laughs> well, I can see what Chant GPT was getting at when it said, like, Insight. Harry Potter is about kids. <laughs> Rob Benya, <laughs> 2023. It's about kids, isn't it? Yes, I don't think they're going to put you on the uh, on the DVD cover anytime soon. Hooray, physical media! It, yes, it's been a, it's been a, a mixed experience going back through these movies. It's a massive nosedive at the end. I hadn't seen Secrets of Dumbledore, Neither and I think I think it might even out on a on a second viewing. I'm not sure. I give him a second viewing. <laughs> following it after Crimes of Grindelwald was a mistake because it's it's got too much of the Grindelwald stank on it. Oh, mm. the Grindelwald stank, that's another track for... Uh, Don't make me uh, dead, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, because there are a couple, of, a couple of like things that fans want to see from the series kind of going forth, and one of them is about the 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 founding of hogwarts the four houses and whatever and they would say it was almost be like a game of thrones type thing where they're vying for power and things like that but i'm i'm not sure that would work i don't think you get that vibe from it you you get that three the three of them got uh three of them got on and the last one didn't but that was after Mm. they founded it no i don't think you need that i mean have the founding of the school fine but 
or just set it in a different time, just something completely different, like not tied to any of it, set it in a different world, or have it about uh, and the auras solving crimes in Diagon Alley or something, or have mm. someone go around having to tidy up after magic in the real world. Yeah, that that would be a cool thing, trying to keep the, the wizarding world secret and hmm. being dispatched, they could be like damage control. Yeah, that could be the actual secrets of Dumbledore. Sorry, wait, wait a minute. What were the secrets of Dumbledore? That he was gay for Grindelwald? I mean, Grindelwald was gay for him as well, but was that the secret? Maybe it should be the secrets of Dumbledore's. I think it's meant to be that the brother had a kid. Oh. Or I think it was actually, please, please come and see this film. Yeah. yeah please we, come and see this named, film. You've named a character you like. Yeah. <laughs> so are you saying it's more of a Newt Scamander? Yeah. Cool. I just wanted. I just just wanted your uh, tired reaction to that. That gives me. I'm life. not sure it's my tired reaction to that, or just to the film in general. Cool. Well, you know. Anyway, so have you done your maths yet? Okay, so rundown time, baby. Okay, so the official popcorn bucket bucket list of the Wizarding World franchise at number eleven. Can you guess? <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's clearly the crimes of Dumbledore yes. or whatever. <laughs> and then the secrets of, yeah. So um, number 11 is uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. Number 10 is Secrets of Dumbledore. Number 9, Chamber of Secrets. Number 8, Goblet of Fire. Number 7, Philosopher's Stone. Number 6, Fantastic Beasts. Joint 4th, we got Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Order of the Phoenix. Joint second, we have Deathly Hallows Part 2 and Prison of Azkaban. And at number one, the Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. I'm mostly happy with that. I don't You're like... You're just Deathly Hallows Part 1. do not like Part 1 being mentioned in the same f***ing breath as Order of the Phoenix. How dare you? Well, I, I ranked it. Actually, I ranked... I, I you ranked, ranked it your Phoenix. second favourite film. Yes, and you, and you ranked Order of the Phoenix as your... Second favourite film, whereas I ranked that as my seventh film and you ranked Deathly Hallows 1 as your seventh, so that's why they ended up the same. Oh. So we do not have an accord. Apart we from don't. the bottom two and the top one. Yeah, you, you can't you can't put the Barbosa sound effect in. No. Oh, we haven't used that for a while actually. Maybe we haven't done a just... franchise for a while. This is this is the first oh, yeah, franchise we've, we've done this, this year. <laughs> this is the X-Men film all over again. I know. Why do we start on a Harry Potter? I just want to start so talking something else. <laughs> so that is our rundown of the Wizarding World. Uh, I hope. I feel I hope, sad that we've ended on quite a downer, but I guess that's I, not I helpful. do as well because, yeah, and I think if you listen to all these things, I I really tried to highlight the positives, even in the negative experiences, like even. Even with something like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to have a gun to my head to watch Secrets of Dumbledore again. I kind of would for Crimes of Grindelwald because hmm. I'm just not interested in that film anymore. I just, I, I saw, I've seen it twice now, and that's enough. Yes, me too. And yes, I agree. Yes, what they did to Queenie was was unforgivable. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and that's... also by filming this, it meant they had to take Jacob out of The Walking Dead, and he was good in The Walking Dead. Dan Fogler. Hmm. He's he's good in a lot of things, and I I think it it him being such a strong presence throughout these films. I think he he is MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Queenie would be as well. Alison Sudol, 
uh, would be would be as well if she didn't have the ridiculous heel turn in the second one. Yeah, because then she doesn't get much to do. Other Unless it's been played as a, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the wizard on the inside. Yeah, exactly. So yes, I, I have. As I said, it's been a mixed experience. It's been it's been a mixed bag. There have been things I really really enjoyed revisiting, and uh, things that I new and horrible things I discovered for the first time. So. Overall, overall, yeah, franchise fatigue. But you know, that can always change. This is the thing; these things can always change. There can always be something you can always have your 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 fast five, which just throws all the rules out the window. So and they need to put the rock in here. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Or John Cena. John Cena wouldn't even need an invisibility cloak. Yeah. The hierarchy <laughs> of the Wizarding World is about to change. <laughs> If you smell, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're done. Um, I hope you've learned something. Not you, Rob. I don't think you've learned anything. Nope. Uh, um, but I hope I hope you guys have enjoyed our jaunt through the Wizarding World. Sorry, it took five months. <laughs> um, but there's a there's 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 a lot to get through. <laughs> But you know, this is the thing. We do exhaustive kind of things through. We 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 try not to leave any stones unturned. Any philosopher's stones unturned. Any chamber good. any chambers unexplored. Any time unturned. Mm. Yeah. So so that's it. I think what we've learned is something we could obviously take take on this, is maybe they should have just quit while they were ahead. <laughs> we are not learning that lesson. No. We 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 are going to continue until we get good. So yes, I hope you've enjoyed our uh, our whistle stop tour through the Wizarding World, and we will catch you next time for something completely different. Let's let's start on Marvel. Outro us, you. Must- That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or over on Twitter at popcornbucketpd. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Longcat Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks, take care, and see you next episode. What he said. Accio new franchise.